Whoa there, space cowboy. Brokeback Bebop is a podcast with explicit content intended only for mature bounty hunters. Listener discretion is advised. Listen to all 40 steamy sessions of the show right now by supporting Brokeback Bebop at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. I think it's time to blow this scene. Get everybody in the stuff together. Okay. Three, two, one. Let's jam, man. <laughs> <laughs> Get it, Zach, because there's weed this God. week. Uh, it's, it's You Can't Disappoint a Podcast, Jason. There's weed everywhere. Yeah. Hi, everybody there's out weed. there. <laughs> Welcome to Brokeback Bebop, your favorite half-hour cowboy bebop podcast hosted by a guy who has never seen it and isn't sure if he likes it or not yet. I'm Zach. <laughs> and I'm Steven. And I'm mostly kidding. I do think I've gotten to the point where I like it, but I sure mm-hmm. bet that there aren't any other Cowboy Bebop podcasts hosted by people in a similar situation, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think any Cowboy Bebop-specific podcasts. Not that I know. If you're out there... I've looked it up. There's a few. There's a few Cowboy Bebop podcasts. That are just like ours? Oh, yeah. Stars! They're just, they're like, just like us. They're interracial... They're wow. uh, hypersexual. See, that's what we normally have going for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hi. How you doing, man? I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm excited to talk about this episode. Yeah. These are the episodes that I like Life's a lot. solid. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? How How are things in the, in the Zachosphere? Well, last time we did one of these, I was a sick little boy, and I don't feel sick anymore, so that's honestly mm-hmm. insane. It's, it's nuts how... When you're sick, you have those moments where you're like, I, I, I've been a fool. I've never appreciated mm-hmm. the feeling of being well. And now that I'm well again, yeah. I'm like, wow, it's so good to breathe. It's so good to yeah. feel. Uh, I saw a couple movies. The new Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Mm-hmm. And it was really cute. I enjoyed it, it quite a funny. bit. It's a lot like Who Framed Roger Rabbit in that... It's only kind of a Chippendale movie. It's mostly mm-hmm. like a live-action, animated, hybrid love letter to animated properties. And the coolest thing about it is that it's a Disney film, but there are tons and tons of cameos from properties that Disney doesn't own, which is yeah. crazy. I was watching a video of them talking about like how they could use Ugly Sonic. I know. And that's e- just – okay, so Ugly Sonic. I'll, I'll say this and then we'll move on. Uh, Ugly Sonic – so it's the from the original trailer of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie when Sonic was really ugly mm-hmm. and had human teeth and the internet went mad and they fixed it, which was great of the filmmakers that they, yeah. they fixed it. Now the ugly version is a character in this new Chip and Dale movie – And it's nuts in a lot of ways because if Sega and those people greenlit it, that means that they're allowing them to make that joke about their fuck up. Or if they've like tweaked it just enough to where it's not copyrighted. Well, let me tell you exactly why they can use it, Zach. 
they do not have permission from Sega or from Paramount or whoever owns the rights to the movie because of course they, they don't only refer to it as Ugly Sonic. Yeah. It's not Sonic they the only, Hedgehog. like, call it Ugly Sonic. Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, it is the character Ugly Sonic, and so they don't have to pay shit. It's nuts. But, and every time the director gets asked about it, he's, like, ask the lawyers. Because, like, if he says anything that makes them think that it's Sonic, then they're liable sure. to get sued. That was what they I was thinking. They have to buy into it being Ugly Sonic. The lawyers on this movie are fucking incredible, because that's one of the yeah. most prominent ones that we're seeing but the movie is stuffed with stuff like that and the fact that they're getting away with all of this they must have the best lawyers in the world i mean it's disney so of course they have the best lawyers in the world but it was yeah. a really fun movie no i it's i probably will watch it in the next couple of days you should it's worth it uh you should let, let's talk about what we're here to talk about and open up the conversation are you a chessman do you know how to play chess are you good at playing chess i was in chess club in school of course you were yeah i love chess i'm pretty good <laughs> i've never actually tried to play chess I've never even tried to learn chess, but I like the idea of the strategy behind it. But being mm-hmm. so far removed from it, I feel like it's too late for me. It's not. Never too late. You better download that free or that 99 cent chess game to your computer and get it good. Like we can a do lot a chess Remember chess the game. We can we can do like Zach gets good at chess and like what they all. Do I can be your Mr. Miyagi. Which ones are al- allowed to storm the castle gates and which aren't? I just don't get it. Chess is great. Super fun. I'm a big chess fan. You at the Anderson Public Library never played with the giant chess pieces? I probably did, I was a little kid trying to fuck them or something. I didn't didn't know how to chess with them. No, Ron. What is he doing? (laughs) He's going to sacrifice himself. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. (laughs) I was always the kid that was like, do they have checkers? I know checkers. Checkers is great. Chess is really similar to checkers. It just has more rules. Let's talk about Cowboy Bebop. What do you say? <laughs> We're talking about yeah, let's do it. session 14 of Cowboy Bebop. This episode is called Bohemian Rhapsody. No idea why it's called that. I don't think that has anything to do with, with much of anything. <laughs> the episode well, was... what is a bohemian? It's like a, like a person living in squalor. Like the rent people are bohemians. And what are the people that live in the trash weed world? Rhapsody. Bohemians. <laughs> so it's session 14. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. The episode was storyboarded by Toshiyuki Sur- Su- Suru? T-S-U-R-U. Yeah. It was Suru. directed by Hirokazu Yamada, and it was written by Dai Sato, D-A-I. Yeah. Or would that Dai. be three... In Japan, it originally aired on June 5th, 1998, and in the U.S., it originally aired on October 15th, 2001. I was about to turn one year old when this aired. I was a a little 11-month babe. Yeah, Yeah. you're a young boy. I always forget that. I'm a young boy. Were you always one of the youngest in your class? Because I was pretty young in my class. I was always the youngest, yeah. I only have two trivia questions for you. I wrote down some really easy ones. I've got three. All right, go ahead. One of them is chess-related, so we'll see how this <laughs> goes. Which pieces were gained from the thugs that the crew captured? No idea. They have a cross on the top. Are those bishops? Mm, I see why you'd think that, but the bishop is the one with the knight's helmet on. Okay, so what is it? And the knight is the horse, and the rook is the castle. So what is it? The king! That's the king? That's the king. Yeah, I didn't know that. They're Okay. The king has the cross because the king is closest to God. Uh, how old is Chessmaster Hex? Ooh, he's looking like a crisp old 98. 
He sure looks every day of those 98 years. <laughs> yeah. How many thugs did the gang apprehend? Oh, dang. A, a whole shit ton of them because a bunch of names and faces flash by. Mm-hmm. I must have missed the line where they actually said a number, though, because I don't know. They do say it a few times. I, yeah, I didn't catch it. Ballpark guess? 20. Hey! Is it 20? Circle gets the square. It's 20. Okay. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Zach. Yeah. I don't know, but sometimes it gets really old when you ask a question, I say, I don't know, and you're like, are you sure? Would you like to guess an answer? I'm like, no, I don't know. But that time it worked out for you. <laughs> it's your turn your to host turn, the buddy. show, buddy. I'm done. Oh, I'm, all, those... I'm done. Oh, you're done? That's it. Uh, do your best, Jonathan... <laughs> bye-bye impression. I almost did it. I don't know the episode as well as you do. Does he say bye-bye really weird at the end? He says it, like, when he, like, pops into, like, the thingy to talk to mm-hmm. them, and he's like, oh, I'm here before you. I, I tracked your signal. Before he, like, gets off the comms and shoots at them, he says bye-bye. It's really funny. Bye-bye! That's, that's, what I, that's my guess based off of the way that's you just said close. that. That's pretty close. Okay. It, it, that's pretty close. Jonathan is my middle name. Nice. So I, that's you. You're based yeah. off of him. I'm John. Is that here named for? Yeah, I know you I'm were a year and a half when this came out in Japan. Yeah. But <laughs> well, they didn't. Have, Maybe you were the inspiration. They didn't middle name me until a year and a half into my life because they had heard that there was some show coming out in yeah. and they want well in like four years in the U.S. <laughs> and they wanted they wanted <laughs> to name me after a, a really minor character from it. Well, they wanted to see someone who would embody. They're, they're a beautiful baby boy, and who yep. does more than the bounty hunter that comes to get his money back but ends up not getting his money back but hanging out and smoking weed with a bunch of people on a spaceship? Hey, they got pretty close. That's a good guess. Yeah. You're in space right now. Those are all my questions. Yeah. It's time, I think, for uh, America's fourth favorite segment yeah on their 19th favorite show i'm having a good time that's why i'm here yeah we're gonna find out did zachary comprehend the episode this week the part of the show where i give zachary 20 seconds to 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 pour out his soul and convey to me what he interpreted from from the last episode that we watched that we're about to talk about. Yep. Zach, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good, and here's why. Uh, I like this episode. Mm-hmm. I followed this episode. I think I'm going to get a decent amount of what happens out. And Steven's internet connection is very unstable at time of recording. You're pausing about every three seconds. So I think there's nice. a good chance that you're going to miss a lot of what I say and just have to grade on confidence. And that could bode well for you, because I do tend to give you the benefit of the doubt when I can't hear you. I assume that it's something worth listening to. All right, uh, twenty seconds on the clock. I don't know why he I said that. With There's a smile zero on seconds on the clock. He looks like I he just knows go what to twenty and about. stop it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. On uh, here we go. I'm gonna go on go. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh shit! I wasn't ready. I was focusing on your internet. Uh, damn, we need to. I was focusing on your internet being choppy. You know what, Zach? I said count. we're gonna go on go. I yeah, started my did. countdown. What more do you want? I'm but gonna let for, it slide this time. Yeah, I'm, I'm because I'm making you. 
<laughs> but that's unacceptable. Yeah, that is unacceptable. But in my defense, you did say th- er, er, go. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's fair. I did get the your internet's unstable pop up right as I was starting to count down, so I figured it wasn't yeah. the best okay. timing. Okay. Um, okay. Seems fine now. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. On go. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Go. So the Bebop actually did their job this week and caught a bunch of bad guys, but it turns out they're not going to get anything because they didn't catch the mastermind, just all the plebs who don't have any of the stolen money from a gate heist. Uh, What it turns out, it's this old man who's been planning this heist for years and years. He's gone senile and he's obsessed with chess. And while they're all off trying to chase after the gate people, it's Ed who comes to the rescue. Stop! Didn't get enough. That was... You did a really good job explaining everything that you got, but I think that... Yeah. You gave me a little too much detail in a couple places. You did a great yep. job with what you gave me, though. Um, yep. You didn't miss much. You missed, like, the ending and about the rival bounty hunter. But really, yep. I think you did a pretty good job. I'm going to give you a B- minus this week, Zach. Okay. I'll take it. Thanks. That's where I'm feeling. That I think you did good. a pretty good job. I wanted to yeah. get more. I wanted to get to the Ed thing, like, halfway through it and keep going. Yeah. It didn't work out that yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Ed, good Ed episode this week. Sure. I feel like Ed's kind of been by the wayside for a while, just, you know, popping in for a scene or two every week. But we get more Ed. We get more of everybody this week, I feel like. It's pretty well balanced. Yeah, I think the Ed thing is kind of a good thing because they're a really important character to bring a lot of levity to the show. But they can mm-hmm. be a little bit annoying sometimes. So if every episode had an Ed subplot, I think it would run thin. And since we haven't had that sure. in a few weeks, like really a while because Ed was barely a part of the two-parter uh yeah. it felt right like sure it's if you are annoyed by ed there is stuff in this episode that will annoy you but yeah i was not annoyed by ed in this episode i was charmed totally. by ed in this episode well and and we didn't talk about ed not really being a part of the two-parter but i think it was a very intentional choice to not have a child involved in such a serious thing so at the end of the day, ed is a kid and they don't they normally try mm-hmm. not to put ed in danger ed's not super involved in the shootouts when those happen you know sure like here, Ed was in a virtual. It'd chess be a little match. weird if Ed was involved in the shootouts. Yeah, because Ed is a kid. But at the but same I, time, I, Ed has sets of skills that nobody else on the ship does. There are often yeah. situations where Ed is the person of the team who they like. Even in this episode, Ed's busy mm-hmm. getting closer to the grand leader of all of this than they are, and they're yeah. asking Ed for help. And Ed's like, "I'm busy." Yeah, I think Ed's it's like, cool "I'm that- playing chess." Ed has skills to do things that none of the rest of them can do sometimes, which I think is cool. Yeah, it's great. I think it's a solid group episode. Like, they feel like a team in this one. Even though that they were going after the bounty separately for a majority of it, they kind of showed them, well, you know, for something like this, we do need to work together to do this. Like, let's... And it's funny that, that of course, Faye's the one that that always says, like, okay, now let's join up, when she's also always the one who's like, well, let's do it separately so I can get my cut. Well, because she's so confident until she ends up in some type of trouble or in over her head and isn't going to get the money on her own. I think that this episode is a particularly good... Like, if anyone is put on the wayside in this episode, it's Spike, which I think is kind of a good thing after the two-parter being so Spike-heavy. This is a really good Jet and Faye episode along with being a pretty good Ed episode. My favorite Jet episode we've had other than his backstory episode, probably. Yeah, I think so. Jet was really cool. I love when we get to see, because we still haven't even gotten all of Jet's backstory. There's still a little bit of mystery there. We know he was a cop 
and we know yep. he was called like the black dog because he hang on and never let go but he he knows a lot of people and we in know his love story uses... but we don't really know why he left yet yeah right and i like that we get to see jet back in like detective mode almost where he's like you know what i they know what the hell's going on let me go right to him and be like hey i just want you to know that i know what's happening yeah and that is where i get a little bit lost in the episode because Mm -hmm. it's the hex guy is the one who's pulling all the strings is jet wrong in accusing those people or is it that they are doing some shady shit they do some shady shit because they are like you need to stop of. sniffing around here. Yeah, they don't he's exactly like, don't ask like going on either. Exactly, he doesn't want them digging into their company. Yeah, I don't think that they know that it's the chess guy. Yeah, because right that backstory is interesting. The scene where Jet tells everybody what's going on that yeah. this guy's really old and he was a really ingenious programmer from the time he was very young and he helped design the gate system that helps the travel in space well let's talk about the gate system for a second because that's the one really important thing to take away from this episode if you remember from earlier in the series when they go to earth they talk about a gate incident that killed a lot of people on earth and caused a lot of people to not live on earth i don't remember that but I know well, that, that that's how talk Earth about. is now, but I forgot that that yeah. was the reason why. And that's because they didn't listen to Chessmaster Hex when he told them there were defects in the early designs. Yeah. And so that's why the Earth ones fucked up and a bunch of people died. And so he would have prevented all of that if he had stayed on. So that's probably another reason why he harbored so much resentment toward them, because it could have been prevented. So this corporation is shady, but... Yeah. It's an interesting yeah. angle because... The chess master is poised as like the villain of the week, the the mm-hmm. bounty of the week, and that's not the case at all. This is one of those episodes that like maybe the bad guy is the good guy and the government is the bad guy, which I'm sure is something we're going to yeah. lead to maybe in the second half of the show. Mm-hmm. Which, another thing I want to talk about, mm-hmm. with the creators of the show, this episode is pretty on the nose with a lot of their beliefs and thoughts it, it, with exactly what you said that sometimes the bad guys and the bad guys the government's the bad guy less Which so now the theme but of the show still, because our heroes are bounty yeah, hunters they're bounty hunters they're always on the edge of 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 what's right and wrong good and bad yeah. you know but marijuana is a thing that's not legal in japan at all very and it's not, not legal. something that's yeah it's very not legal and this show has already had some things that you know are a lot more progressive thinking than a lot of traditional like japanese thinking is but the weed is a big one and this creator, this is not the only time one of their shows where they have a weed-centric theme or things like that. There's In uh, Samurai Shampoo, there's also a lot of the same stuff. It's obvious that that's what they're doing, but it's also obvious that, like, yeah. they can't do too... They can't really make it about that. It's more like a... Yeah. You could not be looking for that and not see it if that's what you want. They're smoking cigarettes in the Ex- show. Like, a little kid wouldn't know what's going on yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. But like an adult or like a old teenager, like oh, everybody's high as shit. That's what that is. Whereas in like American adult animation, it's very stoner centric, and they're even in yeah. a country where for a lot of these shows that have done weed episodes that I know, weed was totally illegal in the states. But it shows how yeah. very very different the perception is from from country to country. Oh, totally. Even when the perception here was quite different than what it is today. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting that it's just slipped in there. And because it's the future, nobody gives a shit. You know? What do you think about the whole, like, floating space rubble commune? <laughs> it was interesting. I didn't quite get 
are these just all the people that have bought this thing that the chess master advertised that Faye brings up in the beginning? These are all people that are uh, trying to do crimes and get rich, but they're also. I don't like, even think so. Well, because the stoner people say. Oh, he does something, say something. He on says bank say account. something about his bank account. Are these all people that are? I don't know. I didn't a hundred percent. Like maybe they're ones that didn't get caught. Is. Yeah. I feel like the people that are there seem like they're just always there. It had very. So I think actually okay. I think here's why I said the bank vibes. account thing. They were yeah. trying to sell the joints to Spike and Faye, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's why he's something about bank account. Okay. Which is it's funny. It's a little hippie. Coming, very Manson vibes with some of it. I thought it was because <laughs> it reminded me a lot of the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The, yeah, the Manson family scenes. I don't know. We saw that together in Chicago. We did see it together in Chicago, along with Toy Story mm. Four. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, in hindsight, the movie that I'd rather watch right now, Toy, Toy Story, Story 4. Four. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was really cool, really well done. Well, I remember this is a segue, but who cares? I remember yeah. when we saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That after it was done, we both walked out being kind of like, oh, okay. You know, yeah. we weren't like, that was a bad movie. It was a Tarantino movie, very flashy, very well made, very well mm-hmm. acted. But I think we left not feeling fulfilled by the experience that was presented to totally. us. But it, that's always the, you know, the other movie I saw this week was the Bob's Burgers movie. And I'm kind of having a similar thing with that. Yeah, what did you so, think? I really liked it, but my expectations were really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it was the same for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. My expectations were really high. And it yeah. was good, but I was expecting to be wowed. And I kind of mm-hmm. wasn't. And I, it was kind of the same way with the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, but yeah. what really works about the Bob's Burgers movie is that it feels exactly like an episode of the show. It all, Other great. than like animation style and length, mm-hmm. the scope is the same. It feels like an extended episode of the show in ways that That's really great. work and also made me feel like there are better episodes of the show. Mm-hmm. But that's I don't fair. know. But I did really like it. I gave it a three and a half out of five, so it's like a seven. Well, out of and five. that's how I know my expectations were really high because normally I'd see that score from you and I'd be like, okay, that's pretty good. But that I was like, oh, I wonder why I'd only got three and a half, you know? So which is a good score. That's what Lily said, and I'm seeing it again tonight. Mm-hmm. It could maybe bump up to a four, but there were like sections of the film that I was happy to be watching, but that I wasn't like laughing like I wanted to be laughing. I don't want to say sure. anything bad about it because 2D animation on the big screen like that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can talk uh, – maybe talk more about yeah. that later. Let's get back into Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. What are some, is there anything else from okay. this episode? So I have th- some important things yeah. that I wrote down. The biggest thing is the gate stuff. I want to talk a little about the music. Yeah, there's some I like the like, trombone episode. song, the bomp, ba-dum, ba-dum. That mm-hmm. one's really cool. There's a lot of different like little mini jazz sections. I think the highlight is probably, though, the – song that plays when spike and Faye are like flying to like weed world and like the like song that's playing through that whole section is pretty cool because it has like some more like rhythmic percussion on like the bongos and like things like that but it also has like some cool like more american like jazz licks going on which is super like a really cool combination it sounds afro-cuban but it's not which is kind of cool so that's a, a neat little thing they had going on there to convey like a little bit of rasta vibes but also it's sure Space bounty hunters. Yeah. And they somehow fuse that in a really cool way. And then Weed World. That's that's what I got. Weed World. <laughs> Those are kind of all the important things. Yeah. Weed I would World, be a part of a hippie weed commune. Oh, yeah. I'd at least go visit. Stay for a few days. I honestly. Play some chess. If anything. With and the old episode, guys are back. Yeah, that's where they've true. been. They can't die. <laughs> they've been here. The, uh, Jonathan yeah. tries to shoot up the place and they like nope out of it really fast. Yeah. Because they'll show up later, I'm sure. Yeah. We didn't talk much about Jonathan. He's fine. He's a uh, bounty hunter. 
fine character, disposable. Kind of funny because he's really over the top. Wanted his money back from the DVDs he ordered or whatever. <laughs> what I wanted to mention, I wish this episode would have gone a little more in depth with the chess master character. I'm interested yeah. in if he's like old and senile now, what are people getting out of him? Are there people that mm-hmm. are trying to use him for nefarious purposes? Who is like, what? I, I, I don't, I would have liked a little bit more. It was kept a little vague. Yeah. And I think it's an interesting like, who's situation. who's distributing these manuals? Because mm-hmm. someone has to like be running the sure mm-hmm. yes send this out and this is just all automatic why did all of these people why did this crime happen at the time that it did if he's too old yeah. to be as involved well with they it, did say he planned for it to for happen 50, 50 years, years in advance in the future okay that's the, true. like there that's was like true. a scheduled maintenance on the thing okay yeah you're right i don't know mm-hmm. i just feel like it would have been interesting if there was another character attached to that character that sure was like using him for something i don't know yeah Totally agree. What have we not said? What about like Ed and Faye? Maybe a little bit more about Ed. I think Ed was really great this episode and it shows how smart Ed is. And I I really liked all the sequences of the chess game. I liked watching Ed get all excited about it. And I liked watching the old man like crack little smiles and stuff. No, yeah, that was was cool. I almost wish we got like maybe like one or two more little chess scenes like between them. I thought all the sound effects were really satisfying. The like little plink whenever they like touch the chess board. I thought was really satisfying. Yeah, that was great. I, th- I like the little... I, I would play, like, online chess like that. Like, I've played online chess before, but, like, the, like, physical one, that's kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Neat little design. Wars. That'd be fun. Like the yeah, hollow... Yeah, totally. What's it called in Star Wars? Hollow chess. Is it chess? Whatever. I don't know. Because it's, like, the little monsters. In the old ones, it's, like, the little... Yeah. Uh, claymation monsters or something. Couldn't you buy that at Disney when we went? Probably. Look, if you say couldn't you buy that at Disney to just about anything, you probably <laughs> could. Yeah. We got to kill a couple more minutes. What else are you thinking about this one? Where does this rank in the series for you? As far as like the kind of one-off episodes go. I like this one quite a bit. I always remember it very fondly. It's one that I I feel like I have pretty well ingrained in my memory. I think it having the connection to the gate system as you're making me see a little more clearly, it makes it one of those one-off episodes that you could watch and forget probably, but also if you wanted to look for world building or look for hints of things going on i think it ranks higher than some of the other similar episodes that i've liked because it does offer some new interesting information about the world and the characters and the rules i thought it was cool yeah i think as far as the less grand episodes go this one's definitely towards the top of my list in that mm-hmm. one in terms of, like the whole show is definitely in the top half for me like it's one like if nice. i'm going to like but i feel like you've said 10 that episodes to watch. just about every episode except for the fridge blob episode you've said it's in the top half well it's a big half Zach. we're only halfway through the show when maybe we the rest get of it's shit to the show to the end of the show maybe before we move on to the movie and the yeah. live action we should do some type of ranking of the episodes or absolutely because i'm starting to get interested in like well what is your top half of episodes mm-hmm. yeah i know because i like them all a lot but there's some that i really like a lot all right, well, let's put someone in that captain's seat. Yeah, who's, who's in your captain's chair this week? There's a lot of good stuff going on in this episode. I could probably give some honorable mentions to characters like Jet and the chess mm-hmm. master himself, but it's yeah. a really good Ed episode. It yeah. shows how Ed, I've said it a couple times, how Ed is overlooked by the other people sometimes and how uh, important and integral they really are to cracking some of these cases sometimes. Yeah, I want to give an honorable mention to Jonathan for having that sure. that fat 
stogie at the end of the episode. I think it was huge. That's terrifying. That would kill a That's, man. Well, Lily said, is that a big blunt? I kind of thought maybe his was just a cigar. It sure is a big blunt for sure. Oh, yeah. Nice. That's why he was so happy. <laughs> um, but mine goes to Ed, too. I think it's a great Ed episode. Does really well. Important. Integral. Ed was just being Ed in the save the day, like always. Well, before we wrap up and say goodbye, do you know anything about what the next episode is? Are you excited for the next one? Is it a good one? Next week's is... Which one is next week? I'm looking it up. Next week is My Funny Valentine. The next week is a great Faye episode. Faye meets an Zach. important man from her past. And the source yeah, we of finally get Faye backstory. Is revealed. That's interesting. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I think the second half of the show definitely is a lot more Faye backstory centric. Which is, which is cool. good Faye. because we haven't gotten much of that. And she's exactly. often the character that I like the least. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because we don't know her motivation. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week to cover the next episode of Cowboy Bebop. We'll be here keeping it as broke back as ever. Steven, do you have anything left to say for the for the fans out there? You know, uh, be careful who you're talking to on the Internet, because it could be uh, an old man about to die, or it could be... Uh, and a strange friend from high school that Jonathan. you end up stuck talking to for four hours every week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we love you guys. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Let's go uh, I don't, drift off into that multiverse. I don't know. I still don't really get the show. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Support this show and our podcast network at patreon.com slash can'tdisappointpodcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get immediate access to all 40 outrageous sessions of Brokeback Bebop. See you next time, Space Cowboy. Let's go!